Yes, I will. Hi, guys. Hi, Justin. So tonight, we're continuing our series in the Upward Journey. We have been in the year-long series, which is about um, the inner journey. You can see it up on the banner here. The inner journey, the upward journey, and the outward journey. So in the inner journey for the first, was it four months? Sure. Uh, we talked about getting yourself together. <laughs> getting yourself right. And this uh, next chunk, we're talking about how to connect to God um, and what your relationship with God looks like and how... How we are transformed in his image. This is the. Can go there? Not yet. There it is. Boom. There you go. This is our verse for this chunk. How you can't <laughs> We all, with unveiled, unveiled face, beholding the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Spirit, who is the Lord. So, our topic today specifically is. Worship. We're only going to put Bible verses up here mostly, so just again, me and Daniel. So what I'm doing is I'm interviewing Daniel. He's our worship leader. He's actually in charge of worship. I just He's kind of my boss. Amen. Yeah. How's worship? So we're just going to be asking you a few questions about worship and what it means to worship, what it means to worship together, what it means generally as a lifestyle. So that's what we're doing today. It's a little bit of a different format. Uh, but I thought it would be kind of fun, a little yep. more engaging, so it's going to be real good. So I'll just pray and get us started. Yes. Jesus, thank you for your goodness, God. Thank you for what you did on the cross. Thank you that you are worthy of our celebration and our honor and our reverence every moment yeah. and every day. And pray that you would just fill us with your uh, knowledge, fill us with understanding, and fill us with your spirit tonight, God, as we engage with your word and we engage with uh, getting to know you more. In Jesus' name. Amen. Cool. All right, Daniel, first question. Are you ready? Are you excited? Yes. yes. <laughs> Tell me a little bit about you, Daniel. So I lead worship here. Are you um, from America? I am from Japan. <laughs> I lived here five years ago, six years ago. I kind of, yeah, so it's, awesome. it's, been, it's been a while. <laughs> I've been here for six years. Six years. Wow. Okay. So how long have you been leading worship? I've been leading worship for almost three years. I think the first time I led worship was at Nichols Road uh, when Carrie Miller asked me to lead one song. Uh, so no, what was it? Yes, that song. It was awesome. It was definitely challenging. And it was exciting to feel like Carrie kind of saw something in me and she kind of pushed me forward. <laughs> and so since then, I started leading worship. That's awesome. I've known you this whole time, but I've gotten to see you grow in a lot of ways. It's really cool to see how confident you've gotten. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. So, <laughs> that wasn't actually the first question. That actually wasn't the first question. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that at all. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so we're talking about worship. So how do you define worship? What is worship? Yeah, so worship, I define worship as acknowledgement of his worth, um, expression of love, and response to his character. Okay. Um, so worship is just never about us, right? It's always about acknowledging God, being passionate and loving him and responding to his character, his faithfulness, uh, his goodness. And so worship, it, it means to bow, right? In the Old Testament, it means to bow, it means to serve, it means to fear. Um, and so when we respond to his character, we're acknowledging his goodness, we're acknowledging his worth. 
And so even though, uh, you know, worship, it's a posture, right? At the core foundation of it, yeah. worship is a posture. Yeah. But it's also an act, right? We express our feeling, we express our love passionately to God. And that is, that's how I kind of define worship. Hmm. So it's not something that you feel. Mm -mm. Nope. Worship, <laughs> worship should never be defined by our feeling. Right. Right? Okay. Worship should, uh, our feelings should always follow our worship or follow our uh, faith in what we believe. So in worship, you intentionally acknowledge his worth, express your love for him, and you just respond to his character. Yep. That's really simple. Mm -hmm. It's a yeah. simple thing to do. So how do, you grow, how do you grow in a lifestyle of worship? If you don't have any experience with that, or if you've never been to church, or if maybe you come from a kind of uh, spiritually dry church, how do you develop um, that? Yeah, um, I think it just takes practice. Um, it doesn't happen overnight. Um, it's continually just surrendering to him, right? Surrendering to his will, uh, surrendering to his goodness. Um, it's not easy, right? Because we have this thing called feelings, right? We, we kind of uh, drive by our emotions sometimes, right? And oftentimes I feel like uh, the battle is in my mind. I feel like I start to doubt God, right? Of his faithfulness, of his goodness. Um, and I just start second-guessing, is this the right thing to do? Am I, like, doing this the right way? Um, and so we, we need to remember His goodness. Uh, as we remember His goodness, um, His faithfulness, um, that's actually, I feel like it's renewing our mind. I think the slide is up right yeah. there. Um, Romans 12, 2, it says, um, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And so when we talk about the lifestyle of worship, when we offer ourselves... Um, to God, He's continually re uh, renewing our mind, and when we remind ourselves of who God is and His faithfulness, that's also remind uh, that's also renewing our mind at the same time, and that's how I feel like um, lifestyle worship should be led by. So there's a process where, where the way we think actually changes yep. when we engage in acknowledging who He is and just responding to Him. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yes. I like it. I like that you can grow in that, and I like that you don't have to start out really good at worship. <laughs> that's awesome. It's almost like a skill. Yeah. Yep. And so that's why we can't live by our feelings, right? So when we live by our feelings, we are ignoring the process of the renewing of the mind. That's good. But we're letting our feelings drive and not our faith drive. And so we need to let our faith drive and, follow, and the feelings have to follow the faith again. Faith in yep. So what if you don't feel it? Well, I mean, because seriously, I've been to a lot of services where I don't feel it, and I love it. Really? I yeah. always feel it. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, uh, just don't do anything. Just, just walk okay. away. Surrender. All right, All right we're done. We're done. No, I'm just kidding. Well, yeah, so even if we don't feel like it, I think that when we offer ourselves and worship God, it counts. You know, it's a sacrifice of praise. Right when we offer Him, that's a sacrifice sometimes. And when we worship God, even though we don't feel like it, again, that's faith. That's believing that God is greater, that God is higher, He's more faithful than our failures, right? And so that's why we need to push through and uh, just, just believe, just believe in His goodness. Yeah, so the expression of love that we give to Him, um, it counts even if we don't feel it. Yep. And sometimes it's really good to uh, remind ourselves of who God is. Um, I, I think I have a slide right there. You know, David, he says, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Right? He feels forsaken and deserted. But then at three, he said, verse three, he says, yet you are holy and thrown on the praises of Israel. He reminds himself that God is holy and that he will show up when we praise and worship him. Right? And so it's always good to remind ourselves. And again, when we remind ourselves of who God is. It's renewing our mind. We're constantly in a process of worshiping, right? 
So good. Do you have any um, like personal experiences with that? Oh, that's a good question. Like learning that or kind of processing that? You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, I think about almost about a year and a half ago, um, I was in Nichols Road. Uh, we were in worship. That's I was our base campus. Base campus, essentially. Um, so I was completely um, disengaged. I was not. I was not feeling it. I don't want to worship. Can I just leave God? Like, can I just go out and walk away? Um, and as I just kind of sat there quietly, I just kind of put my hands out, and I heard God say, um, "Am I only worth it when you feel like it? Wow. Am I only worth praising when everything is perfect?" Wow. Um, that completely, really, just changed my mind. Like, I need to worship Him regardless, hmm. right? I need to worship Him even in my finances. I had I had to think about. Two years ago, you know, I wasn't uh, financially struggling, but I had this big um, expense that was coming up, and it was going to like drain my account. I'm like, no, what do I do with this, <laughs> right? But I surrendered. I actually surrendered and said, God, if you are faithful, it says that you are going to open up the floodgates, right? When we offer a sacrifice, you will open up the floodgates, and I just believed. I just, you know, poured out, and He actually, um, came, uh, He was faithful. He provided all the needs that I had. And so that was a, that's an amazing experience that I had. So you actually got breakthrough from worship. Yep. From yeah. choosing to believe that he's faithful even when it looks like he's not. Yep. You know, yeah. that's, that's amazing. That's mind-blowing. I feel like it's good that we can learn because <laughs> it doesn't come naturally. Right, you know? right, yeah. And, and it's good to really worship when, when we don't feel like it because he's worth it regardless, right? His worth is eternal. Right. Our victories, even in our losses, his worth never changes, right? And so we need to worship him regardless of what we're going through at the end of it. Wow. So in worship, I just want to summarize all of that. It's when you acknowledge his worth, you express your love, um, and you respond to the truth of his character regardless of how you feel. Yep. Is that right? Mm -hmm. Have you ever heard that anywhere else? Can we just give it up for Daniel? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So let's talk about corporate worship. If, if we can do that as a lifestyle, what's the point of coming here on a Saturday night and doing it in a big group where it's uncomfortable? Why? <laughs> That's a good question. Why, why corporate worship? Yeah, why corporate worship? I think uh, there are two things that um, I felt like God, God told me. Um, the first reason is um, it ushers in the presence of God hmm. when we come together and uh, worship together. And the point of worship and gathering together, we don't come and ask God to fill us up, right? We don't come and say, God, fill me up. That's not worship, right? As we worship him, he's going to fill us up. He is going to fill us up. That is a promise that I believe. It's like um, a shortcut. So, if yep. you want to get filled up, just get to the thing mm -hmm. that fills you up. Yep. And so the corporate, the, the, um, the reason for corporate worship is still the same. We acknowledge his worth. We, we express our love. And we respond to his uh, character. And, um, together. Yeah, together. Yep, exactly. And so when, uh, when we worship, uh, we become a house for his glory, right? We become a house uh, for his presence. And so he draws near to us when we draw near to him. And so in Psalms 22, right, it says, praises of his people. Uh, yet you are holy and thrown on the praises of Israel. And that praises actually means songs. It's a hymn of songs. Wow. He's actually singing. And when we sing and praise him, he comes, his glory fills the temple. And that's, and even uh, in the Old Testament, right, I think it's in Second Chronicles, uh, when the worshipers came, God came, right, his glory filled and ministered to the people. Um, and so that is something that is um, 
amazing and kind of unique, hmm. I say. I've heard another translation of the verse that says um, he inhabits the praises of his people, which I love. He lives in his songs. He lives in the worship that we pour out to him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's so good. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> keep going. Yep. I'll keep going. <laughs> All right. The second reason, um, if you want to put up the slide, is it builds and unifies the church. Ooh. This is probably Ooh. kind of my favorite aspect of corporate worship. Um, and so when we gather together and worship, it encourages others to worship, right? Um, and it, we were asking everyone, let's join and worship together. It's, it's also acknowledging as worth. It's still the, a core foundation. It's still the same. Um, I want to bring up a scripture from Colossians 3.16. It says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, uh, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, uh, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God, right? So it says to teach one another, but it also says to sing, right? So that a word of Christ will dwell in us richly, right? So when we sing together, it, it's, it's like a, you know, but yeah, it's just, um, it allows us to grow together and build each other up and grow deeper into his word. Right? And then even in a Hebrews, it says, when we gather together, um, no, it's, uh, where is it? And let us consent or however stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together as a habit of some, but encourage one another. Right? So um, it's saying that when we gather together, the main point is to encourage one another. Right? And teaching and songs and singing to one another. So when we put that in the context of a service, we're talking about worship and the sermon. Both of these things together mm -hmm. are crucial to building each other up mm -hmm. and being filled with the word, right? Yep, yep. And so when we just, uh, when we gather together, uh, we grow in the word and we're transformed, right? His glory fills us and what happens is the glory transforms our mind. The glory just transforms us. And then so that's... Yep, exactly. Yeah. That, I think, personally brings unity to the church where we're all joined together and worshiping and being transformed uh, by His glory. So there's good reason to do it. We're not doing it for nothing. We don't come on a Saturday night or a Sunday morning and just sing songs because it's fun. There's actually something happening. Um, Daniel, can you talk about a little bit about what actually happens as a result of corporate worship when yeah. we do that? Mm -hmm. So number one, again, he fills the room, right? He inhabits the praises of his people, so he shows up. <laughs> and so we actually, again, we don't have to say, fill me up. We just have to say, God, I praise you, I thank you, I worship you. And he naturally is drawn to the praise. He's naturally drawn to the praise. And so again, he transforms us. He's filled, he fills us with his glory, right? Um, and, and Second Corinthians, I'll read that. And we all, unveiled face, beholding the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit, right? And so again, we build each other up. It unifies the church. We transform and we grow together. And it edifies the church. Come on, let's, let's come and worship. You know, it's, it's, it's so awesome and yeah. exciting. Now, while we were talking about this earlier, you talked about how important it is to have songs that are theologically correct um, and that we engage our minds in worship, that we connect um, intentionally with the truth about it. So it's, again, it's not just about feeling stuff, but we're yep. changing the way that we think in worship. Um, and I can think of a lot of times where 
Um, I'm in a corporate worship service, and God will drop kind of a truth in my head, um, and it changes the way I think about God. It changes the way I think about reality. changes the way I think about myself. Um, that song that I got, you know, this week, that came while I was just worshiping. I chose to worship. I was feeling, honestly, like garbage. <laughs> um, and so I got on my piano and was trying to just process stuff. And that song came out, and it just felt God say, listen, Justin, you are not more broken than I was. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, wow, that's new information to me. Even though I kind of knew that, it just was new. Um, so I have, a, I have a lot of examples. I was trying to find one earlier, but um, across the board, I find that when I'm worshiping, I am engaged in my mind. Um, and that, that really helps me engage, you know, that's important. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And that's why it's, again, it's so important to have a theological, like, right song, right, biblical songs, because mm -hmm. we are, we can't sing about our feelings. It's, <laughs> it's just, it's just not, right, that's not worship, to be honest, right? Because worship is acknowledging God, expressing our love, right, and responding to his goodness, responding to his character, and so that's, that's the core foundation, yeah. even in corporate worship, right? Yeah, or, yeah, how can you respond to something that you don't know about? If you don't know about his character, it's hard to respond to it mm -hmm. correctly, you know? Yep. <laughs> oh, man. So what are practical ways to engage during worship? Sometimes it's easy if I'm tired um, or bored <laughs> uh, to nod off and just, you know, think about my week or get on my phone. What are practical ways that I can engage during a worship service? Uh, so the first thing I would encourage you guys is to prepare before you come to worship. <laughs> Come prepare. Come prepare. So, uh, the time of worship, it's not a filler, right? It's not a pre-filler for the sermon. That's right. Right? We worship because it is written in the Bible to worship, but it's also, you know, it's also um, that we love worship, right? It's not a filler. And so I think that uh, when you come preparing, prepared, um, like what I do is I pray for the service. Right? I intercede before I come to church and say, God, bless the time of worship, bless the time of the sermon, that people will engage and connect, right? that God will reveal himself yes. right? in a new way, that his glory will come. Hmm. Right? And I'm passionate about that. I prepare myself before I go into worship. Wow. Um, and some of the practical things um, during worship, because I do get disengaged, I get distracted quite, quite a bit, <laughs> actually. Um, so, yep. and, um, so what I do is I just close my eyes, Hands open, right? Just kind of like that. And I just, um, yeah, just like, just like what Justin said, but you gotta close your eyes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and not smile, like you gotta be sad. Like, you're not feeling good, right? You're not feeling good. Gotta <laughs> get the rock back and forth. Yeah, rock back Sorry. and forth, rock back and forth. But yeah, I just kind of close my eyes and I just, I stay silent sometimes, just let God speak. Mm. Um, and I also say, God, I surrender my thoughts. I surrender my feelings to you, um, that you are good, you are still faithful. And I just kind of wait for a second, let God speak. And sometimes he does speak, right? And um, that really changed my life. Like when, when the time, the time like a year and a half ago I was talking about, uh, when I was not feeling, you know, during worship, I just waited for a second and he spoke truth. Right, and that just kind of broke something. I had a breakthrough through that. Uh, but sometimes he doesn't speak. Right, we just kind of wait, and he just doesn't say anything, and that's okay. And what we have to do is just start praising him. That's right. We cannot stop there and say, "Oh, I don't feel it," so I'm just not going to do anything. No. Right, and we're at, and that becomes, um, and 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 we're not participating in the worship, right? And we're not we're not having God draw near to us. We're saying, "God, no, I don't want you." 
basically uh, mm. at the core foundation of it. And so it's really good to remember and remember his goodness during worship by himself, remember his faithfulness, and just start thanking him, thanking him, praising him, because you know, he inhabits the praises, right, of his spirit. While you were talking about preparation, I was, reminded, I was thinking about like an athlete. If you were an athlete, you would probably do some warm-ups before you get out on the field. There's things that you do to prepare yourself for the activity of the sport. I'm not into sports, but it's a, it's a good word picture. You probably get it, right? So, <laughs> so worship is an activity. It's something you actually come and do. And so there's a preparation that you can do beforehand to get ready for the activity of worship. I thought that was phenomenal. Yeah. Honestly, I was talking to him like, I never thought about that. Yeah. Why don't I do Yeah, because we don't get ready during worship. Right. We get ready before worship, right? So we get ready for worship. Yeah, before worship. Before worship, before exactly. Worship. Yep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Got it. Boom, boom. <laughs> Got anything else? And then again, you said, if you don't feel it, just do it. Yep. If you don't feel like worshiping, don't wait until you feel like it. Just worship yeah. You know, he's worthy all the time, and you can acknowledge his worth all the time. Yep. That's so awesome. That's so freeing. That's freeing to me. Yeah. Honestly. It is freeing. Yeah. Yeah. So here's one of the practical things that I think a lot of us have struggled with. Me, definitely. Um, really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a terrible voice. I agree. I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, really. I've heard this from a lot of people. Anytime I'm talking about worship, I hear from people who say, oh, I have a terrible voice, so I don't want to sing, or I'm self-conscious. Um, so, do you have to sing in worship? Can you sing, can you just worship internally, like quietly between you and the Lord? Is that okay? Mm. <laughs> can someone else answer <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. Um, Oops. Yes, you have to sing. Um, I think really? that, Yes. Because what worship again is never about you. It's about proclaiming His worth, right? We cannot drive uh, with our feelings and say, "No, I don't want to sing." Ouch! That's just the truth. You're right. Yeah. You know. Gosh, I agree. And we are commanded. You know, there's a lot of work in the Psalms, right? Oh. It's all about singing in the Psalms. Right? It's not really about teaching, but it's about singing corporately. It's only what three verses. Only three. Yeah, only three, and there's four. Right? Sing, to the, sing, sing for joy. Sing to the Lord. Sing to the Lord. Sing praises to the Lord. Right? It is commanded to sing. You know, but I, I do think there is a place to sing in your heart. You know, I think you can take a couple minutes and just kind of sing and wait for the Lord. But if it doesn't come out, I think there's a, there's a heart issue right there. There's, I think it's fear-driven rather than love-driven. If you don't sing. If you don't sing at the end of it. And so I think that you should just ask yourself, right, why am I afraid of singing out loud um, and just go from there. Right. So that's where you start asking yourself, am I actually acknowledging his worth? Yep. Am exactly. I actually expressing my love? Is this a genuine expression? Am I actually responding to his character? Um, that's really good. I, I heard one, one time that uh, sing to the Lord is the most commanded thing in the Bible. It appears more times than any other command, which is astounding to me. So I think you're right. I think you're spot on. Singing, getting it out of you is actually important. It actually yeah. matters. Because it's not about you. It's never about us. Never about you. Worship is never about us. Thanks. Boom. Alright, so then this last question. That's really good. Um, another little practical thing that I've heard people have concerns about or just wonder about. Why? Um, why do people raise their hands? What is the hand raising thing? What is why are we flagging down planes in worship? Are we like like <laughs> high five angels? Exactly. Like high five. <laughs> what, can you talk about that? What is that about? 
Um, so personally, I think when we raise our hands, it is showing reverence, it is showing a surrender to God. Um, and so lifting up, and even in Psalms it says, lift up your hands in the sanctuary, praise the Lord. Right, so lifting up the hands and praising and blessing His name is linked. Right? And so I think when we use our body, it's a way for our bodies to be expressed during worship. And uh, it is sometimes awkward. It can kind of look <laughs> weird, right? It's like, is anyone looking at me? Yeah. But I just say be free. Right? Be free and express yourself. Yeah. Right? You know, like I see Chris. Chris in the back sometimes fighting. Right? <laughs> and I'm like, that's an act of worship. Right? He's expressing his body. Right? Uh, as, a, as, a, as a worship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's really good. So it's a full expression. Mm-hmm. You know, you're engaging all the parts of it. You're doing, you're doing it with your body. You're doing it with your heart. You're doing it with your thoughts. Um, that's amazing. I like that you talked about earlier how we encourage each other in worship. And that seeing the way other people worship can actually be encouraging. Um, I know that a lot of times when I've been in a worship service and someone else is more expressive than me, I don't usually get jealous. Usually. Uh, but I've learned that... <laughs> I've learned to kind of have permission to go there with them. Um, yeah. I think, man, if they're being a, a, that expressive, they must understand something about God that, that is worthy of that. Um, and it sort of becomes an invitation for me to explore and to be more expressive, to, to you know, try lifting my hands, even if it's uncomfortable, even try dancing. Like, I still haven't got there yet. I'm not going to lie. But, <laughs> yeah, think, um, yeah. but it builds us up. You know, we get encouraged by that. Yeah, that's really good because... Uh, I think one of my favorite worshipers, I think at Nichols, is Mark Morris. Um, he is so passionate. He's always jumping up and down or just kind of like moving around and just kind of praising God, when, especially when he leads worship. When he starts jumping with his guitar, yeah. uh, I get really excited and passionate about that because he's expressing, you know, the love that he has, you know, dancing regardless of what people think. You know, I think that is amazing. I think that's just phenomenal. That's really good. Yeah. That's awesome. That's about, that's all the questions I have. Let's give Daniel another hand. <laughs> I just want to kind of summarize our points real quick. Um, the definition of worship that we're working with here is that it's an acknowledgement of his worth. It's our expression of love, and it's just a response to his character, a response to the truth of who he is. Um, and it's about continually surrendering to him in spite of our feelings. Yes. I think we got that point across <laughs> <laughs> it's not about what you feel, it's all about God. Um, and then corporate worship, in corporate worship, we usher in the presence of God. He actually comes, he fills the praises of his people, and we get changed in that process. Um, and it encourages and unifies the church. It builds us up, it encourages us, um, and it, it brings us together under one banner as one people under God, something yeah. the rest of the American, what is that, one nation under, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> and so in, in this journey of, of beholding who he is and being transformed, beholding and becoming, our worship is an integral part of being transformed. And we, with unveiled face, beholding the glory, seeing who he is, um, we're being changed into that same image from one degree of glory to another. And that comes from the Lord. Worship comes from God. Um, and the transformation comes from the Lord. So uh, I just wanted to mention, we, we're not going to have more worship tonight so you can practice, unfortunately. <laughs> I thought about that way too late. How great would that be? Um, but there are events that you can come to to practice worship. We have a worship night coming up on the 21st, I think. Friday the 21st at the, the third 
Friday of the month. Yeah. Every month. And this month is the 21st. We have a worship night hosted here. Um, where it's just it's an hour and a half, two hours of just, just worship. Just worship. <laughs> it's so awesome. Um, God, he always comes during that time. Yeah. It's just good. Um, you could come, obviously, on Saturday nights. We do worship for a little while, um, any of the Sunday services. And actually, there's also a place in Kalamazoo called the Kalamazoo House of Prayer. Um, they have several days during the week where they do long sets, like six-hour uh, worship times, essentially. So that's a good place to go and practice prayer. And I can give you more uh, information about that later. Yeah. But anyway, so good way to go practice worship is to go practice worship. And there's places and times to do it. Um, I also wanted to mention briefly that if you have questions about joining the worship team, joining the band, if you're kind of musically inclined or if you want to be musically inclined, um, Daniel is a good person to talk to about that. We are more than happy to talk to you, interview you, do what is it? There's an audition process, right? Somewhat. Somewhat, Somewhat. Yes. It's just, it, don't worry about that. It's, it's fine. Just talk to Daniel. Just talk to me. And if you have any other questions about worship or anything that we talked about, again, talk to Daniel, talk to me. We'd be more than happy to chat with you. Anything else? No. Yeah, I think, um, I, I just hope that this is kind of like an introduction and kind of stir up hunger to kind of search about worship, right? Because I didn't really cover the entire aspect of worship because it's There's really hard. There's a lot about worship, you know, even like in, in Genesis talking about Isaac and Abraham, like that's part of worship that I really didn't touch about, like sacrifice, right? And so there's so much more, and I hope this just kind of stirs up the hunger to search for uh, yeah. worship and what that looks like in our daily lives. So yeah. find out more about it. Yeah, find out more about it. So Daniel, can you pray and lead us out? Yeah. Yeah, Heavenly Father, we just, uh, we just thank you for your presence. Uh, we just thank you that we can gather together and worship you and honor you. You are the only one who is worthy of all praise, of all glory, God. God, teach us how to uh, live a lifestyle of worship, a lifestyle of surrender to you, God. Help us to, uh, help us to live by faith but not by our feelings, God. Help us to surrender our thoughts. We just ask that you just renew our minds continually, God. Yeah, teach us your ways, God, for your ways are higher than ours. Yeah, Holy Spirit, we thank you that you are the teacher, that you teach us how to live righteously. Um, you teach us how to love others in the process of being renewed. And so, yeah, yeah, we thank you. We just thank you for your presence. We honor you and worship you. And we give you thanks for all that you've done. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. amen.